0: Falling down, and, and, and uh, the roar from Empanema goes walking and when he roars he always roars roar it is i uncle brother recording a special what are they called white sands of lomas island i'm here alone with lomas who is not here with me in the cold midwest but rather is in an undisclosed location somewhere in the Caribbean where he has somehow had a great deal more success getting over the Saturday night Dallas debacle, drowning as he is his sorrows and yeah. daiquiris and foot massages. Lomas, let's hear your your tropical roar.
1: Roar! <laughs> you know what, man? You know what, man? That we didn't lose that game. It's as simple as that. That, that was not a loss. <laughs>
0: south, south of the thirty seventh parallel, or wherever you are, the the standings <laughs> actually have the Lions at twelve and five, or twelve <laughs> and four. They're twelve and four. They did yes. not lose that game. That was a victory. Um, this the island that Loma is you know seceded what? from the mainland. And it's now, it's the only difference politically, socially, whatever, is that the Lions are 12 and 4 <laughs> on this island and not
1: 11 and 5. And you know how that happened is, like I mentioned, there's a staff of people here who basically just cater to your every need and whim. And like, so I just called one of them over and I was like, can you make it so that the Lions won? And she was like, no problem, sir. Consider it done. And it's just did. a
0: it's just an alternative reality.
1: It on is. this island, it, it on actually, this
0: island, the question is: Are the Lions going to defend their Super Bowl crown? That's the the big question <laughs> on this island. It's just a. This, it's Fantasy Island. This it's Fantasy Island. It, it is Fantasy
1: Island. <laughs> I- it's Lions Fantasy Island. It's a. Uh, That would be a good show, Lions Fantasy Island. Oh, my God. And it's just just every – the people walk
0: off the water plane, and they're like, he (laughs) believes that Joey Harrington was the greatest quarterback since Joe Montana. And he just goes into a world in which he watches games in which Joey Harrington throws for 380 yards and four touchdowns.
1: And you know what? It's hosted by Gary Danielson because he kind of has the look for it. Kind of like silver hair, yeah. you know what I mean. And then there's, and then yeah. there's a CGI yeah. thing where they
0: put Wayne Fonts's head on tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Wayne Minor Fontes is the is the sidekick to Gary Danielson's Ricardo Montalbán. <laughs> Does Gary Danielson have an
1: accent? <laughs> and every. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, he has. He doesn't. He doesn't have like a Ricardo Montalban. He has his own accent.
0: Oh my god! Just great. Like the 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 pilot episode is definitely. Um, the guy who who wishes that Barry Sanders played until his late thirties. Whatever it
1: is, his speaking voice is. I don't know. <laughs> Every boatload. I, it's like a boatload of Rora Holics. Who? Yeah. <laughs> who but are, I was
0: saying in the pilot episode. It's a guy yeah. who thinks Barry plays until his late 30s and finishes <laughs> with, like, 22,000 career yards.
1: <laughs> That's his fantasy.
0: That's my fantasy. And then somehow the show has to work the way that the original one would, which is, yeah. like, always, like, be careful what you wish for right.
1: somehow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, oh, you know what it is? The Barry episode would be this. It would be, like... Your wish is that you know the great Barry Sanders shall accumulate twenty two thousand yards is that trick and win a Super Bowl and the, and the guy's like, yes, I've been wishing for this my whole life. it's the thing I care most about in the world, and you know if that could if that could be true, then I'd be satisfied What happens in the end through a series and he slowly discovers it is that he didn't specify with the lions. And, <laughs> As it plays out, Barry gets like traded to or like quits and then comes back to like Green Bay or like our worst rival. And yeah. he does all that, but not with the Lions.
0: <laughs> and there's just that would an be episode. A good one, right? There's just an episode like we have a budget writer. There's a writer strike. So they just do an episode <laughs> that's the same thing, but Matt Stafford finally wins a Super Bowl. And it's just a documentary <laughs> of two seasons ago. <laughs> it's just spliced in with like me and you filming shots in our basement. Cause there's no <laughs> production crew. Oh my God. Then
1: there's like, th- there are endless <laughs> opportunities. Like another guy comes and his fantasy has been like, he was the world's number one Andre Ware fan. Like in <laughs> when Andre Ware was like really good in college. Yeah. And when the lions selected him, remember that with like, yeah, yeah. you know, very high draft. It was a pretty big deal. And he, you know, there was a lot, like, he was one of those, like, this dude's going to be the next great QB. And he just was a total flame out. And so this guy's fantasy is that he wasn't a total flame out, like an alternate history that Andre Ware actually, like, became the best QB in the league. And just what would happen?
0: There's an entire season that's I that know. episode over and over again, you just change the name. It's like Chuck Long, <laughs> Joey Harrington. Like how many quarterbacks <laughs> have we drafted that are all, that's the story of the guy. Um, right, and wide receivers. Yeah. So, and then there's one that's like more anyway, of a, wait. Yeah. There's one that's like more of like a Ray Bradbury step on the butterfly, go back in time. That's just right. that the Calvin Johnson catch is ruled a catch. And you go oh, there yes. and it and it's real the catch. But then you come back and there's like a crazy fascist right wing government and everyone's <laughs> speaking a different language. Like it completely changes the flow of history just because <laughs> that one catch was real the catch. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact Calvin Johnson is the dictator of the United States and his whole <laughs> right, his right. whole month his whole slogan is Calvin Johnson rules right it's just one letter <laughs> different and he's taken over the United States
1: oh <laughs> the catch wow there you go Thank you listeners
0: <laughs> we'll speak to you next week oh, wait
1: uh- have we? Can I? I have a question. Have we yes. just invented the best TV show of all time? Holy shit, I dude! Think it's certainly I the best
0: lions themed TV show of all time. I mean, in yeah. the future,
1: lion's if Fantasy Island.
0: If here's the thing, if in the future, basically, thanks to AI, like the way that the ratio of content now to content twenty years ago, like continues, yeah. but exponentially. So, right, like, two semi-creative morons like me or you can just come <laughs> up with that idea and then say to the computer, like, make four episodes. And it basically right. makes four episodes. Like, it writes the it writes the episodes. It casts it using, like, CGI actors. Yeah. And then it's yeah. just done and we
1: have it. I feel like that's, that's <laughs> a possible future that we're going to be in. I don't sure I think it's too far it. away. You can already do some of that. You could tell... Chat GPT to write four scripts for the first you could definitely
0: write the episodes for sure.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know. um, what if you put
0: that you you put that prompt into chat GPT and it's just like that is fucking stupid, and it refuses to do it. (laughs) You're like, Chat GPT, I want to do a show, it's based on fantasy island, but it's just Lions fans who want to have their fantasy, the lions come true. Okay, and here's the first one: it's Barry Sanders, 20,0. And the chat GPT is like go fuck yourself,
1: I'm a Packers <laughs> fan, or something like that. The chat GPT is like, whoa, whoa there, Junior, pump your brakes, okay? We're not doing this, all right? Even I have my limits. Right. This goes against my central programming. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I am not allowed. This is off limits. Lions like, doing well gonna... has proven
0: to cause global <laughs> unrest. Not allowed for people to imagine this.
1: <laughs> like it's been, it's been fooled in the same stuff with like racism and like provoking violence, like <laughs> right, right. things that are against the law. The, right. the, the AI, AI constitution.
0: Warning, warning, <laughs> Lions fantasy, <laughs> <Yeah>. warning. <laughs> All right, man. This was fantastic. It's, we have
1: freedom. We have freedom. <laughs> We have freedom of speech, except for Lions fantasy. It's the one off limit speech by law.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know how All to right. segue. I don't know how to segue, but I want to segue. Uh, I I this think we only have a, a couple route. things Railway. to discuss. What's that? Yeah. Did you say them. Yeah. No. Go rooms? ahead. Um, I think we have to discuss this: the the Dallas game. Um, and we have to discuss what, like where we're at, we are the, 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 the wheels of the plane of the regular season have, you know, that, you know, that noise when you're flying, like when the wheels come down, you're like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like we hear that on the season we're preparing to land. Um, and we could sort of think about how we feel about the flight so far. It was quite a flight, but, um, Uh, yeah. Did you, I have a whole story about my experience of that Dallas game, which was very unusual and overwhelming. Do you, I mean, did you guys watch it down there? What was that like? Yes, we made,
1: uh, we we did watch it. We made a whole big deal out of it, in fact. Like, you know, there's a lot of people here either from Michigan or like with a pretty strong Detroit connection. So Mm -hmm. there was like a, a pretty decent, it wasn't just me and Dino like huddling over a computer screen. You know, we had it like in the main area with like a big TV and like really good snacks and all that stuff. So it was a nice. viewing experience for sure. Like we were hyped for it. What were the snack highlights? We had some, they were solid but not spectacular, I'll be honest. Like, you know, MMs, different kinds flavors of potato chips, some popcorn. Different flavors of that. So perfectly, it was good.
0: And what, well, let me tell you about my main part of the experience of the game. And then we should talk about the first 58 and a half minutes of the game. And then we should talk about the last 90 seconds, I think. But so we got invited and I accepted before I remembered that this was a Saturday night game. a, A woman my wife knows from work who's on the Uh board of her organization, rented a skybox at the United Center for Bulls Uh 76ers. And she invited us. And I'm like, yes, I'll go to that. And so while we're... So two crazy things happen in general. While we're arriving, the Pistons are entering the fourth quarter of their game against the Raptors. And I'm Uh really weird, like surprisingly desperate for them to win like I'm I came to realize like (laughs) there was just a a pure humiliation in what they were going through that I wanted to end it just I felt so bad for them even though I think they're a horrible team and the franchise on some level deserves it I just I couldn't watch Cade (laughs) lose again so I'm like following this super (laughs) closely on my phone so with like seven minutes left in that game, we walk into the skybox, which if you've ever been in one of those, is is a, a, in a very good way, a fairly disorienting and overwhelming experience. Because yeah. they're like way above the stadium, the floor, and there's food everywhere. And there's right. also, of the other nine, 18 people there, I knew two of them. And so you're like meeting all these people and sort of trying to figure out like how friendly you should be. And if you're right. going to be making small talk with people and, and like, right. and it's not a huge space. And then the other thing is that it's dinner time, but like <laughs> most of the food isn't food I can eat. Cause it's like pulled pork and nachos right. with like ground beef and hot dogs. And I'm just I'm not going to eat that. Like, I just right. don't eat that at this point. So you're like, I'm going to put together a meal with coleslaw and popcorn and nacho <laughs> chips. And you just start stuff. And like, because you're not eating like any main food, you're basically yeah. like, I can eat for two and a half hours right now, just without ever stopping, just like grazing over different things. I'm like on my like third or fourth, like Pepsi Max. And you're just like, and then the dessert cart comes. And and then so while all this is happening, there's a basketball game happening like 100 feet below us. We're at the very highest level. So you're looking. It's like you're suspended from the scoreboard over the court. And it's kind of interesting, but it also like your brain barely can remember that that's a basketball game because it just looks so different. And then like midway through the game, the Lions game comes on the TV in the box. And I'm way more interested in that. So the whole thing is just – I'm, I'm like, both having a good time and also feel like I'm in, like, some, like, documentary for ADHD. Like, I cannot focus on anything for more than, like, 11 seconds. And I'm looking at my phone. I'm watching the TV. I'm watching over the railing. I'm grabbing m It was It was ridiculous. And the game itself was a really strange game. Like, even before it went full yeah. – surreal scandal like i love fantetti texted at halftime this game should be 28 to 3 to either team (laughs) which i felt like was was a pretty good reading of the first half so what so you watched it probably more closely than i did for the bulk of the game because i was a little bit tuning in and out what yeah what was the
1: bulk of that game like like what was your takeaway so I went into this game, I think like a lot of people um, saw it as a loss, you know, and was really kind of like, okay, this is a good test for the Lions in kind of obvious ways on the road against a team that's been overall a little up and down, but has not lost at home and is averaging like 30 points a game at home. And, you know, our defense, we know how, how bad they are, or at least can be, and you know, Dallas has a good, a really good defense and we've seen what can happen against, you know, our offense can be held down. So I was like, I don't know. I, I kind of hope this isn't going to be a blowout, but it could be like, we've seen it before. I'm not going to panic. I'm kind of in that space, like a right. little bit of a defensive crouch, I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I would, and, let me just add one thing before you continue, which is that yeah. you may recall on this very pod when the Lions kind of hit their low point like three weeks ago yeah. or whenever that was of Dino being like, we'll be lucky to stay within 20 points yes. of the Cowboys. And so yeah. I think I, I I'm with you. Like, I think by the time the game rolled around, I was more confident than that, but not by a lot. I certainly thought it was possible that this could be an unambiguous beat down.
1: Yeah. But the game starts and It became pretty clear right away that that was not going to be the case. You know, the Lions were moving the ball. And and at the same time, the Dallas defense was really good. Like, how many tackles did they have? Not just for a loss, but like for a definitive loss. You know what I mean? It would be like, Jameer would get the ball and as he's kind of clutching it with his hands, Micah Parsons just... You know destroys them like right at the same time They were all up in our backfield All game long and yet We still managed to move the ball And you know Jared Statistically had kind of a rough game But I feel like Overall he actually kind of did what he had to do Like in a pretty tough situation And um, Like it was pretty clear like, like all right, we're hanging with these guys Like we can play with these guys You know, and our defense was playing surprisingly well, you know, I, it, it, it was very easy to see them getting destroyed, you know, but they, we were playing surprisingly well and maybe Dallas was a little bit off, but in any case, um, so I was like, damn, okay, maybe this is the defense like rising to the challenge. You know, they've been so maligned, um, and i also just like our the resilience like on the road to be able to come back and just drive down the field and pick up that touchdown um and then you know the balls to go for it to go for the win instead of trying yeah. to tie it up and that takes us right up to part 2 basically but up right up until that moment i was like I don't know thing like, i mean i think damn, rub- like, oh sorry i mean i was almost like no matter what happens, like if we win and it looks like we very well might, or at least tie this thing up, like this would be a huge win on the road, obviously. But I was also kind of like, and if we don't, I look after what happened and we'll get to it. I felt just like very, like, like, like an great injustice had been done. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, even before the perpetration of that injustice, I was impressed. I was like, we did a lot better than I thought we were going to. Yeah. Even if we right. lose.
0: The big, I mean, the the big for me, one sentence takeaway from the whole game is that in the playoffs, I think we can beat, like we have a reasonable chance at worst, a reasonable chance of beating anyone anywhere except the Niners, right? That now uh, I just feel like yeah. the NFC is the Niners and everybody else, and we're at the top of that everybody else list because essentially we played the Cowboys to a draw on the road. Yeah. And and Philadelphia has well, fallen off a cliff. And everybody else, I feel like we're at least evenly matched with them, if not better. Well, that was
1: kind of how I left the game. Except that I think you have to put Baltimore. No, 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 the no, no. In the, NFC. in the NFC. Oh, in the NFC. Oh, okay. In the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, no, no. I am yeah. not talking
0: about beating the Ravens. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Do yeah. not. Okay, well, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I, to me, the revelation of the game in a lot of ways was that our defense, and now statistically, it bears this out. I, I looked at it today. Our defense is now by... By the measure of yardage, is exactly middle of the pack.
1: Yeah, and um, and
0: against the run, against the run, we are now I think third or fourth in the league. Yeah, but it's and that I mean and and so even as like Dak Prescott just absolutely annihilates with the with the what's the guy's yeah. name? Uh, oh, what's the guy? Ceedee Lamb. Ceedee Lamb just has an absurd absurd game like even with that we you know they couldn't run the ball on us yes i mean and 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 now and when the and as the um you know as the passing game in some ways is a little bit improving like our defense is in the last few games has been okay i would say
1: yeah and this was i think Except for after the opening game, this has got to be their their most impressive performance Go on yeah. the road against a team, like I said before, that had not lost on the road and was destroying teams at home. And so to be able averaging to, 40 points a game at home. Yeah. And so, like, we've been good against the run most of the year, so I wasn't super surprised that, you know like okay great but we've just been shredded by the better quarterbacks with a like a, a top top of the league receiver and CD Lamb yeah. is that guy and yeah like that first 92 yard you know bomb that was kind of fluky like it looked like something just went absolutely haywire on the defense and yeah. it was like nobody was back there and the one guy who was back there tripped it just was, like, a completely broken, fucked-up play, you know? Well, and not and not only that, but
0: that play, which I think was indicative of a lot of that game, that play should have been a safety. Like, Barnes, yes. our linebacker, blitzes, and for well, some yeah. reason decides to not, like, open his arms to grab Dak and tackle him. And so he just, yeah. he, sh- he, like, shoulders Dak in the chest and just sort of glances off of him. But he completely has him dead to rights, and then the other thing that happens, and I know this happens yeah. like fifteen times a game, but when Prescott is rolling out right before he makes that pass, and they show the replay, you just see Jack Campbell just utterly being held by some offensive yeah. lineman on Dallas. Like he's holding his shoulder pad, he's pulling it away. Like it's in—it's not even a momentary thing. And so that was yeah. a play that, like, it was a 92-yard touchdown drive, and it should have either been a safety or a penalty. And, yeah. the, and the game was that kind of, like, feast or famine for both teams, with these huge plays.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I actually watched that play over and over, and, like, z- trying to zero in on the moment of the West, uh sack. Mm-hmm. And to be totally fair it seems like he comes flying in and he does open his arms, but like a moment too late once he's already been juiced, which is, you know, obviously too late, but like to be totally fair, Dak Prescott does give him a move. Like he makes a pretty good, like shifty move to get out of the way. Uh, Okay. So there is that there is that, but still like he did have him dead to rights and it probably doesn't get more served up on a platter than that most of the time. It's so crazy. So yeah. So let me tell you
0: about what happens at the end of the game. So the yeah. Bulls the Bulls game ends right around the time that the Lions game enters the fourth quarter. And there's a uh-huh. and like about half the people in the in the box maybe less than half leave and then everybody else it's like let's hang out. There's there's food, there's right. booze. And then there's like a handful of people that are genuinely interested in the Lions game. So we're sitting there watching it. And then at some point we learn, we're like, how long can you hang out here after the game? And they're like, one hour. So like, as the game is winding down, some poor employee with like a red blazer comes in and she's like, you guys got to leave in five minutes. And we're like, no, 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 no. You got to let us stay. You got us. And we kind of like dawdle until they're like, get the fuck out of this luxury suite. And we leave with like 90 seconds left in the game. So I'm in the elevator, like walking through the United Center with like following the game cast and the Lions are just, it's like every single play, I can't even keep it straight. It's like Jared Goff to the right, (laughs) Sam LaPorta 16 yards. And there's like five of those plays. And And then we walk out of the building I'm essentially standing next to the Michael Jordan statue, and two things begin to happen. One is my phone stops re- uh, refreshing the GameCast page, so I don't know what's going on, and then B, a flood of texts come in from like all sorts of people, and they're staggered in a weird way, like due to cellular or something. So I'm half of them are like, "Go Lions, roar! You guys are the best." Campbell's my hero. And then the other half that comes in is like, WTF? Sorry, man. (laughs) Lines are cursed. But they're not even coming out like one after another. They're interspersed with each other. So I'm like, what is happening like what reality am i living in and then the other thing is somehow (laughs) despite watching three years of dan campbell it hadn't even occurred to me that they would go for two points so i figured they scored a touchdown and then they kicked an extra i was like did they mix the extra point right and it's only like when i get home that i begin to learn what had happened and then Following that was like a was like seven hours of my life spread out over Saturday <laughs> night and Sunday day of of scouring the internet for information about that play until I felt like I, I went full Zapruder film on that shit. I lost my fucking mind reading about it, and and for a while I was like, "Wow, was this fixed?" But then right. I. Landed on just it's pure incompetency and confusion on the half of so let's
1: can we break down can we break down what 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 actually happened based on your research. So my my,
0: it's pretty. I'll do the short version because listeners can certainly find there's a lot of uh, like digests about this. Here's how I understand it. Yeah, the lions got so clever on this that they confuse the ref. And so what they did was apparently throughout the game 70 skipper mm. was like in inter- was intermittently reporting as eligible
1: specifically skipper. Was.
0: Yeah, and they were doing that over the course of the game with the idea that when the time finally comes that they might be confused yeah. when someone else. But what they did And so they did that. And so then when Decker actually reported, for some reason, he was escorted by Panay. And then Skipper also kind of runs out from a different angle. And so what they meant to do with that was to, like, further confuse the Cowboys, but they actually Uh confused the ref. Oh. And the ref's like, oh, 70's been reporting all night. It must be 70. And so he announces 70. And for some reason, I've never gotten a good version of, like, Did the Lions not realize that he said the wrong guy? Maybe they didn't hear. I mean, there's nothing they can do at that moment. They don't have a timeout. And so then they run the play. I've also heard somebody say that, like, yes, that was an incredibly executed play, but maybe it wouldn't have been executed so well if they thought 68 was eligible (laughs) because they didn't think he was, the Cowboys' defense. But then it was over, and it was one of these things where – it's one of these things that's in in football and it's probably in various ways in other sports that there is no mechanism for the official mm. to be like, "Oh, I fucked up." And so right. everything that that ref has said since then has just been like, this is what I this is what I heard, this is what I did. But as we know, yeah. the the NFL has announced that that crew won't work any playoff games. Right. So I think the NFL right. is gonna directly acknowledge that they fucked up. Yeah. So so that's what that's what happened. Again, the Lions had they not spent all night doing the like, let's keep having 70 reporters ineligible every eighth play, the, yeah. the ref probably wouldn't have been confused, and the play probably would have worked. It was a great play, it was a great execution of the play. Yeah. But w- I, what's also kind of clear is that. Campbell, for all his moxie, I think was pretty dumb to not, after that penalty, just kick the field goal and take your chances in overtime. That was was bad. That was just, like, that was the bad Dan Campbell comes with the good Dan Campbell. That's what that felt like for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was trying to, in my own mind, figure, like, what is DC's reasoning? And spite i guess maybe he thought like look if we you know i yes my choices are get the you know go to overtime and hope we can do it like against a really tough defense and you know a a, a guy that we do ha- we've already given up like nearly 300 yards to let's yeah. just go for it right here um we have better odds of Getting it here with the right play call, like we can do this. So I do love, you know, you gotta love that on some level. um But yeah, maybe the two f- previous attempts were like the universe telling you it's this isn't happening. Just <laughs> right by the
0: third one, it's like somebody's trying to tell you just kick the fucking
1: extra point and go to yeah. overtime. But it just wasn't meant to be. I mean, that was that was just super frustrating yeah i mean the thing is though if it sounds to me like a good strategy that they were putting them in a bunch of times like okay good right that makes sense get them used to it right and then in the end like bring in another guy and and they won't really notice and because they've been bringing guys in all night and they if if they if they told the ref it's number so and so decker's number. Then that's it. Like the ref needs to hear that and correctly report it. It's just right. a no, massive. No. It's it's right.
0: It's pretty clear that he made an assumption, right? And and yeah. I think what's been learned from this, which I assume it will now never happen again, is that the is that the guys reporting is eligible will be like, did you, you get that? Who's who's that? Like you'll verify right. with the ref. Right. That it was like a little less communication than will for here forevermore will now seem like that was an inadequate amount of communication between yeah. both sides.
1: Apparently. But, or like, I mean, look, there is a case to be made that it you can get too cute or clever, right? Like right. going up. Why didn't Decker himself just solo go up to the ref and right. like, I am reporting as eligible? You know, right. Like that would have been the simplest way to do it and maybe you know they were like just really piling on the subterfuge and it kind of ended up biting them i i guess that's possible you know
0: i think that's what happened i think it was just they got yeah it's it's so ridiculous um and it would have been it would have been one of the great lions victories it would have been one of the great lions regular season victories in a very long time Uh, But you know, because because the other, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go finish your thought. I mean, the other thing about it is that it turns out it's consequential because we would be almost certainly have the two seed and now we're going to have the three seed. And it's basically assuming enormous assumption that we win the first round game. It's the difference between going on the road and hosting a second playoff game. And that's what's going to happen now. Um, I fe- in fact, I think had if if I'm getting this right, if the Lions won that game and then won out, and San Francisco lost to the Rams next week, the Lions would have the one seed. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I might be wrong about that, but I think I'm not.
1: Yeah, um, I look for me, and I think this is in large part due to being on tropical, literally being on a tropical island right now. Yeah, that I feel I don't. I come away mostly kind of positive from this game. Like, yes, the Lions once again get jobbed in Dallas. You know, you could totally go in that direction and like that kind of like wormhole. But do you have any Brandon Pettigrew? Any Brandon (laughs) Pettigrew PTSD? I could go, though. I I, look, I could go full Hoff. I could go full Fantetti. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do a major fonts instead because um, I feel like the Lions actually did win that game. They executed the play that they that they wanted to do and they did it properly with the proper reporting. It's the ref that fucked it up. And I, you know, I'm just going with that. Like that was they actually got that W, just not officially. And they played right, they were right there with dallas who's been as good as any team when they're at home and um you know look what we've seen so far this so i'm just not sweating like exactly which seed are we or you know this might have happened or that might have happened i'm like i'm just not going to go there because it would harsh my vibe too much and you know this island we're on by the way it couldn't be more perfect for aurora holic it's actually used mostly as like A treatment therapy island for like combat veterans with PTSD. Are you serious? Yeah. And so everything's about like serenity and like being in the moment and like just being really positive and like all that and like really good food, healthy, nothing fried, like no sugar, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Yeah. And um, and so it's the per. It was the perfect atmosphere in which to to experience that game (laughs) because instead of like being watching it alone, like on you know, like laying in bed with my laptop on my chest, just sort of alone or like texting with you guys, then that just would have been like, maybe like a way more sour experience, but I'm just not going to sweat it because like I've already said, I mean, they performed way better than I was expecting if I'm honest. And, frankly did that last drive was fucking impressive really impressive against a defense that had been in our backfield all night long and on that drive they really got it together and that was fucking impressive and i'm like against any given team we except for maybe like you know a few and we've seen what it looks like when we go up against the truly elite like the ravens that was you know we, we could but not it,
0: that's almost the them. only team you would say that about at this point i mean we'll see if we play yeah. the. Dodgers. but but i mean when you saw i don't know if you saw any of the ravens game yesterday right because we've been saying that like we're a good team i didn't
1: see it but i read about it
0: well i watched parts of it and i'll just say this like You know, we've been saying all season that like, except when we went into the swoon, that our team is like somewhere between like the ninth and sixth best team. And then we know that there's like a one and a half tiers above us. And Miami and San Francisco are clearly above the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore's beatdown of Miami was in its way, like (laughs) every bit as decisive as it was of us. Like they fucking just just dismantled them. And so I kind of feel like yeah. it might be Baltimore and then like a meaningful gap to even the Niners cuz they killed the Niners in handles in yeah. San Francisco.
1: And yeah, so
0: I sort of yeah. feel like at this point I still think in the NFC San Francisco is definitely better than us. I think the rest of the AFC is a little hard to figure out cuz there's I mean, I heard a thing today. The Bills will either get the second seed or miss the playoffs. Apparently, right? So it's a it's a weird it's a weird yeah. year. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you that that what one should take from the game is like this team has righted the ship, and we're pretty healthy for us, and the defense has a new kind of set of tactics that it's using that are much more effective that even though we're giving a lot of passing yards, I mean, Hutchinson had three sacks.
1: Yeah. That was a great
0: game. So, you know, at this point, like I actually, I, today, I mean, this is so getting ahead of myself, but I was looking a little bit like trying to figure out how good the Rams are and how hot they are. Like Mm. they're on a three game win streak, but they barely beat the giants. Stafford still Stafford throws himself many a pick still like their defense is not what it was even though they got some guys so i i certainly if we host the it it looks almost certainly like it might either be a 100% or close to a 100% that we're hosting the rams or the packers Mm. um i'd feel very good against the packers after the previous game i feel like we would beat them and I feel like we would beat the Rams, though. I, I feel like it's about 55 45 or 60 40. Mm. Um, I just think we're better than those teams. And I feel like we're our defense is improving and we're healthy. And I just don't, I don't, yeah. I just think we're better. And at home, the only thing I would worry about is like, is the pressure piece of it, which is a thing. That, yeah. That us losing, like if Green Bay comes in, them losing in Detroit would not, like, there's no shame in that. It's still, you know, I think it, they kind of had a successful season, and I think even yeah. for the Rams, they know, like, so I'd worry about that, but I, I'm i feeling as good about this team as I felt since they were, like, I think since before the Ravens game, I
1: would say. Yeah, I think we can, they officially are, like, out of that swoon, if they weren't already, and
0: Absolutely. this, if
1: they had gotten, you know, pummeled, that would have been a little bit back in the swoon uh, at least you know as yeah. much as one game can put you and then it would put much more like gravitas on their last game against the vikings which they should win is th- is that one at home
0: it's at home what i'm wondering about is if they need to play anybody that game or if they're pretty much locked into two I think if Dallas yeah. and if Dallas and Philadelphia lose and we win then I think we get the 2 seed. But I'm not even positive mm. about that. Well, um, I, I think, think we all have the same record right now. Or no, yeah. we might be a, no no, we're behind. No no, I think we all have the same record.
1: Mm. Yeah. Right, we're 11 and 5. I mean last time we played Green Bay, they beat us pretty handily right uh, but anyway yeah I feel like we can and should beat them like if we're if our if our defense if our o-line is healthy
0: mm-hmm. we can
1: compete with just about anybody except maybe a few select teams but uh um yeah i'm feeling and i feel like it's good i'm kind of glad they're playing the vikings as their last game before the playoffs because mm it's another test against a big, strong, athletic wide receiver. And right, right. I feel like the more reps they can get against those guys, the, the better. Like, and, you know, either they just can't handle it and they're going to continue to get beat and that's okay. Or maybe the more they go up against those dudes, like, they can learn something and get a little bit better about this, when the playoffs come around.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think even more than, as we said before, even more than like feeling like this team is kind of out of its swoon that uh, the stock of Dallas and way more so Philadelphia has fallen. And so I just feel like yeah, the, the number two team, I mean, the good thing about being the number three seed and not the four is that we won't play, we wouldn't play San Francisco until the championship game. And everybody else, I'm like, we can beat them and it doesn't matter where they Mm. are. Obviously, you'd prefer to be at home. But um, you know. Uh what else? What what else what's that what else is on your mind?
1: Um well, we could you know, we watched the Michigan game as well. Um yes, and you know I did watch so that was that was awesome. Like actually there were more people invested in the Michigan game and then Mm -hmm. in the lions game amongst this group on this Island. And so that was pretty cool. And that was like a a pretty like, you know, slog of a game, but very intense and like, you know, Michigan seemed to be dominating them and our, our defense was just all over their quarterback.
0: Right. Right. You know,
1: sacked him a lot, but then somehow they found a groove and I'm like, Oh damn, they've, like we haven't scored in a while. And they're they starting rested
0: to move the control ball. of the game.
1: They really did. That was like a perfect well, that illustration was a- of what that means. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing that I was noticing in the first kind of half of that game was like it kind of felt like Michigan was dominating. And definitely the announcers were like filleting yeah. the Michigan team. And I was like, yeah. it's seven seven. And so right. I was it's all it's always a bad sign when you seem to be dominating. But the score is close because it yeah. means one of two things, right? It means eventually you'll pull away and it won't matter, or the other team will make adjustments. And then yeah. you will really wish that the score had been like 17 7 so that you had a little right. buffer. And they didn't. Yeah. And then, and then Atlanta, at, at Alabama, look, they're a fantastic college team program coaching. Yeah. Like they made a bunch of adjustments and suddenly yeah. a lot of stuff that was working stopped working. I, it was a very satisfying game because. It was a great, like, they responded, as Alabama did, and then Michigan responded to that response. And they finished the game playing better than Alabama and made some a lot of great, great plays on both sides of the ball. Yeah, Um, like,
1: it was a great coaching matchup, right? Like, you know, like Harbaugh against Saban, you know, Saban arguably, like, the greatest living you know college football yeah. coach
0: right Your audio just changed a bunch did you do something
1: <laughs> Oh it did no is it better no, now Now it's
0: now it's better maybe you just uh,
1: I was holding the phone too far away Um yeah. yeah that was just kind of a cool like big swinging dick coaching matchup you know sure. And yeah. and like both teams it was just a good matchup like yeah both teams were very well coached and it was um yeah it was just like a tough defensive battle and pretty satisfying, pretty satisfying to pull out the win. And it was I'll, also, I'll, say, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll say this though, like when it went to overtime, I wasn't sure of what the rules were, like if it was the pro rule, and they didn't or whatever. Explain them. Yeah. And so suddenly, like when Alabama or when we got the ball and we were on the 25, I assumed at first we were on our own 25s. Uh, and I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" Yeah. And then I realized like, "Oh shit." Like, you know, a couple plays in like, "Oh, oh, that's the rule." Like, interesting. I didn't know that that that's I actually it like that rule better than I like that better than the pro rule. It, it's kind of fun. Like, it's it has kind of a video game quality feel yeah, to it. Yeah, a little yeah, little bit,
0: You know? It's there's something I like it. so peculiar about it. It's hard to believe that that's where they landed. But right. it's it's okay. better than the pro one because the pro one does place too much. The coin, the flip, coin re- flip, right? Still, I mean, it's less than it used to be because a field goal doesn't win on the opening drive. But yeah, if you score a touchdown on that opening drive, the other team never gets the ball, and this one guarantees everybody's getting yeah. the ball at least once. And I think that is a is just a yeah. fundamental better place to put the rules. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, I. I kind of wonder why the program pro game doesn't just do that, or at least some version of it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Maybe it's they feel like it's, it's too but, gimmicky. The like lining up at the 25, it seems it's like almost like penalty kicks or a free throw. You know, it's a little, it is weird to just give someone the ball and the opponents. I suppose, but, I it's, but it's, kind it's kind of, kind
1: of, of a, cool, but it's a cool strategic thing because you get it and you're like, okay, at any time we could kick a field goal here. You know, if we just want to get the points on the board and like, of course, you're going to try to score a touchdown. And then if you, if you can't and it comes down, you have to make the decision. So you might kick a field goal and then whatever, but like, that's, it makes you make some good decisions and yeah, like it's just, it has a little bit more of like, you know, a video game feel where it's like a challenge or something like a video game challenge, right? you know, but I liked it. It's like a, yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was cool to see Michigan kind of seem like at the level of the line, the more athletic team, which is usually like your experience of when the Big Ten teams play the SEC teams. Like we'll have a couple good skill guys. We'll have like a random like Aiden Hutchinson. But then, like from top to bottom, their defensive line—it'll—it'll be like you kind of got to avert your gaze after a while. It just (laughs) seems not right on some deep competitive level. And our defensive line definitely seemed up too much for their O line to handle.
1: Oh, they our defensive line was pretty unstoppable. I mean, they had six, at least six sacks, maybe seven sacks. You know they and were the, all and then they over just, him,
0: and then they had a, that fourth down call they had was bad, and we just were like, "That is not going to happen."
1: Yeah, when, when it's like, oh my god, that? like it was so weird. You mean the last play, right? The very last play of the game,
0: which was a ram jam.
1: <laughs> yeah. it was total yeah. effort to ram jam, and it didn't. Yeah, matter. it was a total ram jam. And it was weird, too, because, like, there were a lot of timeouts before it. And mm-hmm. Alabama and, took their last timeout, which you're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. It's, you know, this is our, we might as well talk it over. But that's what they came up with. Just, like, right. a rom jam right up the middle with Michigan clearly stacked right there. Right, right. Like, right. okay, you're, and look, I guess, look, it's Nick Saban. He knows what he's doing. It's not like they have a small offensive line, you know? No. They've been there. These are large people who, at least a few of whom are going to the NFL, right? Right. So, okay. You but should it, be but able was to get like, it one yard or whatever it was. The it, Milrow, three it was more like but three it was, yards.
0: But it was also clear that, like, Mill Road during the course of the game had established, like, he's really fast and elusive. Yeah. And running him right up the gut almost completely just – relinquishes those advantages it was an odd call i but wonder it's cool
1: it's cool it, it, that they want i wonder if if that last play like if they botched it i haven't yeah. it just looked like so ineptly done like and then right. the quarterback seemed really pissed afterwards like yelling like what you know it seemed like maybe right. something had gone wrong uh, that's possible uh,
0: that it was a broken
1: plane but i haven't really read anything got. about that so i'm just yeah speculating but um well, i wonder you if there's see... anything to that did
0: you see any of the Washington-Texas game?
1: No, I didn't.
0: I So I watched like half of that, and then I actually turned it off when it was near the end, though apparently it got a little close again. Yeah. But the Washington quarterback is insane. He threw for right. like 400 and something. It'll be cool because it's also now whoever wins the national championship has an undefeated season. They're, those are the two undefeated teams. So – um, it's going to be a good game. Uh, I, I like Michigan's chances. Yeah. I have no idea how they're going to yeah. stop this. This quarterback is as,
1: as, as, as it as should on. be. This quarterback's on a bender, right? Um, well, I, you apparently, are apparently. Apparently, we have a a you know ferocious D line.
0: Yeah, it's a good matchup, and I think Michigan's favored like four and a half right now. I think I saw. So yeah, uh, I think yeah. The overall. So- respect us the wise
1: guys like their chances so i'm not gonna argue with the wise guys
0: you are perspiring intensely we should probably wrap i know
1: um all right yeah uh, let's do that because my phone's about to run out of power too okay
0: well uh let's do a two-man roar maybe
1: we can try it yeah and and then you'll
0: and then you'll get with dino as soon as he uh, gets back from the deep blue sea
1: yeah, by, right. Dino's currently snorkeling in the in the uh, Caribbean. And so when Dino's done snorkeling, we'll get him. We'll do part two. All
0: right, man. Here we go. All right. You ready? Yeah. Happy 2024, you roar-holics out there. <laughs> Roar.
1: We'll see if any. Nice. I actually out. added a, th- a third harmony.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, he's dude. A, he's
1: a he's a multiple. What do they call it? What do they say? He's like he's a triple threat. He's a triple threat. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. I'll, I'll get this recorded and I'll post it as soon as I can.
0: Excellent. Enjoy. Say hi to everybody. Bye. Bye, bye. This is Spider-Man Allen, and I have a message for everyone in the NFL. spider man standing on the seat with his helmet way out low. Ain't no sound, but the sound of cleave, the line began to roar. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Are you ready?